is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sindrick. And now here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in on a beautiful Tuesday in Nashville, Tennessee. I know what you're thinking. What's the sport code about? Well, basically, it's a function after the show, but the amount of crap that I have caught about this is really unfair. It's a nice sport code. I paid for it. Both of those questions have come into question. From one coach, Watson Brown, let's bring him up as we call roll on the show. Watson, you should be ashamed of some of what you put out there in the last five, 10 minutes. It's shameful. Well, I just told you what it what it reminded me of. It looks like something I wore every day back when I had to go speak at the Commodore Clubs in the, back in the 80s, George. That's uh-huh. exactly what it looks like. Yeah, I think what you're insinuating is that it's cheap because I saw some of that stuff you wore. Well, I, well, no, I'm, I'm just saying if it's nice, which I can't really uh-huh. see it. If it, I promise you, you didn't pay for it. Somebody I did pay gave, for it. Huh? I did pay for it. You did pay for it. Sure did. Was it, was it one of those blue light specials that you stand in line late at night at Walmart and run through the doors to get into the back to, See it if was, you can get to the coat before anybody else got it. It was like the old family bootery. Three for one plus a dollar. That's wow, that makes sense. I get it. I, I yeah. get it. What do the other two look like? Uh not so good. Not, not so good. Not so good. Look, this so is, you got the best one on right now. Yeah, th- this is about as good as it's gonna get. So enjoy. Okay. Uh it's an upgrade. It's not one that will last for any length of time. But, you know, I'm glad that it really got under your skin the way it did. <laughs> no, it just brought back memories. That's all. I uh-huh. wasn't getting under my skin. It just it brought back memories. This is better than that stuff you wore oh, back okay. in Vandy. I just had, I bet I had a thousand black and go ties that would go with that jacket right there. Really? Oh, yeah. Send me one. Huh? Send me oh, one. Oh, yeah, you, you'd probably wear them. It, it'd go well with it, so. Are they big old wide ties? Yeah, yeah. That was the 80s. You know, I got one of those from an uncle who will remain nameless at graduation. And I went to my mom and I said, what the hell do I do with this thing? She said, just hide it in the closet. <laughs> it'll come back. Put it away and it'll come back. Look That's at how true. the jacket, Billy, look at how the jacket matches the, 
the Vanderbilt helmet in the back. Oh yeah, so, it I mean, really brings out that black and gold back there. It, it's it's what I wore. If he had a if he had one of my black and gold ties, it would be it would be perfect. I can I mean, see you. I can see. I can perfect see a younger match. Perfect match. Go doors. I can see a younger Watson Brown wearing that. No doubt. Absolutely. You should have seen all the little pretty ties I had, Billy, back mm-hmm. in those days. They were all free because you got them from some clothing deal off your coach's show. Well, there were many of them bought at the Oxford shop. I would say that. Back you in, made back a lot. You made a lot of money back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a whole lot. It's Bruce, Bruce in the pudding, isn't it, George? No question. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's now very quickly after this touchy subject. Check in. Oh, Billy, how are you? Great. Fine. Thank you. I'm doing great, George. <laughs> That's wonderful. Whatever. <laughs> Let's oh, say Lord. hello to Terry McCormick, who has today's Yankee update. Terry, how are you? Good, George. I was listening to the whole conversation about the sport code. Okay. I thought maybe you'd acquired it through a trade out in advertising. You know, radio people are want to do that at times. That's possible. Terry, here's the difference. In my bankruptcy days of WTN, I'm the only person that wasn't on the take. <laughs> I'm honest as the day is long. <laughs> That's your fault. <laughs> Good comment. So, Terry, is Aaron Judge going to get this done? Yankees have already played today. He didn't hit a homer. What's going to happen? Double header. They had a double header, so they play tonight at seven o'clock, I believe, and then they play a day game tomorrow. So you got two shots at it. And you and so, the child considered going. We did. We considered oh. going to tomorrow's game, but uh, you know, a ten-hour trip doesn't sound like something I want to do in a car. And paying, you know, fifteen hundred dollars in airplane fees to get us down there doesn't sound like something I want to do either. Do you have the extra innings package? I do. Okay, because I was going to invite you over. Uh, you know, I wish Watson would have done that for you, but you don't hear a peep out of him. <laughs> I, I don't have the extra innings package. That's because you're too cheap. No, <laughs> I don't watch that much baseball. Okay. You're, you're, you, you two are the baseball junkies. I'm a, I'm a baseball guy, but not a junkie. Right. There's a difference. Terry, let's get into Watson's line of work, which is football. Titans football. This is an off day, so what's the big news? Well, George, they actually have made a flurry of roster moves here and uh, a little bit of an interesting uh, situation. The guy that they have added to their 53-man roster is up from the practice squad. It is Sam Okwanu, who is an undrafted rookie out of Maryland. And he has been promoted to the 53-man roster. He is a defensive lineman, which is a little bit interesting because the defensive line is one of the few places where they've not had a whole lot of injuries thus far this year. So it makes you wonder if there's something going on with somebody maybe having something that came out of the game maybe that wasn't immediately known or disclosed. Uh, A couple of other things that they did, Julius Chestnut, who was let go last week uh, before the game to – create a roster spot has been signed back to the practice squad along with defensive back Shaheen Carter. And then they let go of Wyatt Ray from the practice, from the roster 
and Christian Deloro, an offensive lineman from the practice squad. The right way, Wyatt Raymu, try saying that three times real fast, appears to be maybe that some good news is that maybe Bud Dupree's injury might not be as serious as first, you know, as first thought when he left the game and didn't come back. So maybe that's some good news there because Wyatt Ray was brought in about the time that uh, Bud Dupree suffered that injury. Terry, clearly they know that they've got some issues or they wouldn't be doing all this wheeling and dealing with the practice squad and, This has been going on now for about a week and a half. How concerned do you think they are? Well, I think you have to be concerned. You know, injuries are just a way of life in the NFL, but this team seems to be hit harder than most in terms of losing players for an extended amount of time. Uh, You look, Traylon Burks is going to miss some time. Uh, You've got 11 guys, I think, since the start of the season that are already on IR. So you're playing with guys that you either – didn't start the season on your roster and were on your practice squad or else you brought them in off the street from somewhere or somebody else's practice squad and they have to get a crash course in what you do. So it's really a remarkable testimony to this coaching staff to be able to get guys like Joe Schobert to come in off the street, force a fumble and play pretty well under difficult circumstances coming in about three days before he's ready to play in a game. So, you know, credit to the coaching staff for doing that, but it is difficult to continue to live this way and win football games. And, and the Titans, you know, it's sooner or later, those types of things start to catch up with you. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to let you go now so you can, uh, you know, get on a train or whatever it is you're going to get on to get to Arlington. It's a good 10-hour drive. You'll enjoy it. Very scenic. Uh, right around – Texarkana is when it really gets scenic. Oh yeah, I've I've driven that before. I had a friend that used to live out there, and uh, I'll tell you a quick story. You know, we went. I went out there to see him. This was in the '80s. Went out there to see him. This was at the old Rangers Stadium, not the ballpark at Arlington, but the old, old, the old, old. And went out there to see the Yankees. And on my vacation to visit him back during my single days, and. I said, do we need to buy tickets in advance? He said, no, nobody goes to Rangers games. I said, okay. True. So so we go. And sure enough, we're sitting right above the third base dugout, about 20 rows up. Things are great. So finish the vacation. The next year, I decide I'm going to go out there again, you know, make the same trip. And the Bash Brothers Oakland A's uh, from the late 80s, Canseco, McGuire, Ricky Henderson, that whole bunch – is playing again i asked my buddy i said do we need to buy tickets in advance you know another popular team coming in no problem we'll be able to get in get down there it's the night nolan ryan got his five thousand strikeout. Oh, not a oh, ticket to be had oh, anywhere anywhere oh terry that's a bad story that's too I blame long it on my friend he should have known you better. should put his name out there howard Howard. Okay. Yes. Terry, he's much you smarter have... than I am. He's actually a NASA. He's actually a, a an engineer, and he makes stuff that goes on the space shuttle and crap like that. You're right. He is smarter. He's smarter than all three of us combined. <laughs> Terry, see you tomorrow. See you guys. Terry McCormick with his daily Titans update that starts the show. Billy, how much time have we got for the update? <laughs> 
Uh, not a whole lot. Let's but, go. But uh, we got to go. That was the Daily Titans update, George, powered by the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners, as well as Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Call the Justin Tucker team at 615-906-8458, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Also, Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Find them online at sumnerfuneral.com. They share their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville. All right, we start today's update with the NFL. Kenny Pickett has been named QB1 in Pittsburgh. Of course, the first-round pick of last year's draft. He's going to face a little bit more of a challenge as the Bills into the week as the number one defense uh, in the league uh, at this point. So, Watson, give me a quick answer. Is he ready for this? Well, he wasn't last week. Yeah. How many interceptions did he throw in a half? Uh Two, three. I yeah, in fairness, the first one I didn't think was his fault. It was kind of a tip. Yeah. Um, but no, he's not ready yet. But they, I don't think they got a choice. They might as well start getting him some some experience because Trubisky is just God bless him. I mean, just can't get it done. We all pull for him. I mean, but he just he hadn't been able to do it. Never got the ball downfield. It was check down, Mitch. Item two. Item two, Jerry Jones uh, doesn't rule out Dak Prescott for Sunday, uh, but he did acknowledge that his grip on a football is not well enough to play at the moment. So I'm not sure what uh, what Jerry Jones is is thinking right now. God. Trying to keep trying to keep his name in, in the press. That's yeah. all he's doing. He's, they'll have to come back to him again and say, well, what do you think, Jerry? Is he on Saturday, on Sunday? I mean, good gracious, he's not playing Sunday. If he can't grip a ball yet, he dang sure can't throw it. <laughs> you do have to grip it to throw it. So, uh, unless yeah. you're Pat Patrick Mahomes, and then you yeah, yeah. But he still threw a few more after that. Yeah. So. Item three. Item three. The Mets are going to go with Jacob Degrom on uh, Wednesday if they have to. So if they have a shot at finishing in first in the division, Buck Showalter said that Degrom could start the season finale. So Does Watson, that scare you, George? Hell yeah, it scares me. I've got a little heartburn right now. The Mets are up 2-0 in the third inning in game one of a doubleheader. We're going with Jake Odorizzi tonight, who can't Woo. get anybody out. Woo. I am starting to fear that this is going down to Wednesday. And if it does, ooh, be a little tight. You remember, Billy, you will remember this. What did I say? I said, I don't know that it's the Mets series as much as it's the series after the Mets series that scares me because all the pitchers are gone. And I don't know. The Mets have better pitching that's not in that top three than the Braves do, in Deeper. my opinion. Deeper. And yet the Braves went in a funk hitting the ball last night. Yeah. Or two nights ago, I guess. Well, it was last night. Right? They need to jump all over the Marlins tonight because they need, to, they need to get this one out of the yeah. way. But they got to win. Probably if the Mets win three, they got to win two of them. No, they got to the win two. one. The magic number is one. Well, Eight they've won eight. one. They've got to win two out of three, and so now they got to win one of the next two uh, to finish this yeah. thing off. But Let, if if the Mets do start Degrom on Wednesday, he you know he wouldn't be able to rest for for the playoffs. You can't worry about that at this point of the season. It's survive it, and advance. Well, they're already in though. Yeah, I mean, what what it is it is it that big a deal on who the oh, difference absolutely. is? Absolutely. 
who do they have to go through if they if they don't win it? Okay, if they don't win, they have probably San Diego. And if they beat San Diego, then they get the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. If you finish as the champion, you're the two seed, first round by second round St. Louis or Philly. You Pick. tell me. I mean, it's a huge difference. So you okay? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I I mean, deep down, does Buck show? Would Buck Showalter rather give rest to Degrom, or you know, he would definitely take that that number one. I that, think I that think they take the one seed. Yeah. Any way they can get it. Well, if he gets a first round bye, that would not give Degrom time to be back. Sure. So I, sure, I yeah. can see what he's thinking. Why wouldn't the Braves do the same thing? I think they should. I think they need to think about it. If I'd have Rizzi on a tighter leash than your dog is on. Yeah, and then the next game, I'm not sure I wouldn't come with one of my big three again. Who yeah. who pitched first? Freed? It'd be Max Freed. Freed. If they did that. I tell you. We'll see. We will see. Last piece, though, George. Kumar Rocker is making his professional debut tonight. The Rangers' number one pick in the draft. He is making his debut for the surprise Saguaros as part of a nine-player contingent of Rangers prospects tonight. Let's just table it for now, but we may bring it back up later because it is a bizarre story how it's gotten to this. Yeah, I Fair mean, enough. It, it's a it's a good conversation to have, though. Okay, after the break, looking forward to Tennessee Tuesday. We start it with Tony Basilio, Knoxville sports talk show host who you all have loved getting to know. He will join us next and talk to his close friend, Watson Brown. Confucius. <laughs> Confucius, that's right. <laughs> Stay tuned. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you.
When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Okay, be ready early Saturday morning, 11 o'clock, Tennessee LSU Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. We say hello to Knoxville sports talk show host, and our friend Tony Basilio joins us from Knoxville. Tony, I want to have a little fun. Let's do that. Okay, I want you to kind of describe what you're about to see on this TV screen. All right. This is what we call a 2010 game. My uh, partner, low these many years, Bino Jeff Henderson, came on the air in his best Southern accent and said, we took, we're trying to win a game at LSU, and we take a damn team photo in the end zone, a team photograph. <laughs> we took a damn team picture at winning time. That's not how you close out a game, guys. When you got Dooley. like 25 guys on, and, Dooley, and Dooley, there's Derek Dooley playing head coach over there, like a lot of people have played head coach. And there's old Les Miles going, boy, Lady Luck smiled on me one more time. They got 19 guys in the end zone. It looks like both Bob Kessling and John Ward yes. are playing defense. Mm. Everybody's out there. If you look closely enough, you can see Beatty Feathers out there. I mean, they brought them all back for that game. General Cafago. Yes, they brought them all back. <laughs> Watson, how does that happen? I don't know. Somebody can't count. I mean, somebody can't count. Somebody okay. just can't count. There's a yeah. coach over there that's supposed to be counting. 
And I think he quit about eight or nine and just <laughs> sat there and <laughs> with it. Put this thing back on for just a second. And I then think we'll there's 16 serious. guys in there, George. I think there's 16 guys in the end zone. I think that was the number. <laughs> and I'm telling you, my guy just just was like ripping his guts out on, on the air with me. Um, on a po- I think it was a post game or it was like the uh, it was the next day. Yeah, it was that Monday. He did that team photo line. He said we we got in there and took a damn team photo like Lee Corso when they when Indiana played Ohio State. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, yeah. that's not Gotta gonna happen, it, man. Gotta laugh. That's not gonna happen this time. How do you think the open date? How do you think Tennessee has used it to their benefit? And then I'll well, kind of turn it to you and Watson. Yeah, they're just trying to get healthier, you know? I mean, th- this league is one where the rigors of playing in it just just beats you up, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it. And uh, and Tennessee's been through that. So, And we don't know right now whether Cedric Tillman, the great wide receiver, is back for this game. Tennessee has a plethora of, of receivers. Hendon Hooker's shoulder, you know, you, you hope it's healthy, but you got a big defensive line from LSU, and they get people on the ground. You know, it's what they do. It's, it's how they stayed in games. They've been resourceful so far. So I think it's going to be an interesting football game Saturday night. I, I, you know, I know what people think. People think Tennessee's going to run them out of the building. And I've, I mean, I've had people call me a carpetbagger this week. They're mad at me because I'm not ready to go with the narrative that uh, Tennessee's a, a contender in the East. And, you know, um, maybe you have a shot at a playoff if they can beat Alabama. I mean, all those things could be true, but in this league right now, and you're where Tennessee is to me, it's a one week at a time proposition. That's what we're looking at here. It's a one game at a time deal. How good a guest was Watson Brown on your show? He's doing it tomorrow. Oh, so Watson Brown will be an excellent, not good. He'll be an excellent guest tomorrow. What would he have to do to get to great? Oh, it won't matter. My my man crush on him and the amount of bro love I have for him, he speaks into that element on his phone tomorrow, and that will be greatness personified. Wow. <laughs> Confucius, take oh, it away. There is love. Oh, man. Tony and I had a nice conversation on the phone the other day, George. We talked about a lot of things and a lot of things about life. Of course, we're both getting old. I'm a good bit older, but it was, it was a very nice conversation. A lot of things we can't say on the air. But Did was, you talk about my <laughs> Did we what, George? Did you talk about my sport coat that you No, wore? I didn't bring up your sport coat. You're looking coat. great. Hey, George, you're looking, I thought I was looking great in my Phillies hat. Um. You're looking unbelievable today. I mean, you're—I don't know what oh, you're what geez. you're going for, but wow, <laughs> yeah, wow. And wow. congrats to the Phillies for getting in. Yeah. So people wonder why I'm so jaded. They're like my favorite team in sports, right? And um, since 1883, since I've been playing baseball, this is their 14th postseason appearance. Wow! Don't okay. spend it all in one place. <laughs> 14 postseasons in like 150 years. He's got a point, Watson. Wonderful, isn't it? So give him a preview of what tomorrow will sound like, Watson. Whatever, wherever Tony takes me, George, we will go. That's all I can say. Tony said, well, we'll not this. I said, Tony, it don't matter. Just go. Whatever it is, we'll just go with it. 
What he was basically saying was, Tony, look, I've heard some asinine stuff from George. <laughs> Nothing you throw out there will will bother me. Well, you know, one of the things I want to get into with him, because I find it very interesting, is he talks about the, the way Tennessee's receivers line up and the edge it gives them. And I don't know why more teams don't do it, Watson. Like, for instance, the guy up at Missouri in one week made an adjustment like that, unless I was seeing things, because they saw something on film from Kent State, uh, what Georgia was susceptible to, and it borderline worked for them. Yeah, it, it's a the reason a lot of people don't, it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you've got to have all the pieces that go with it, Tony. You can't just – you can line up a little bit, and if they do what you want them to, you, you take advantage of it. If they don't, you leave it and go, go back to something else. Tennessee does it as an offense, and they've got all the pieces, and they have mm-hmm. the adjustments on what somebody does to them. And it's a little bit like the wishbone. You can't just run the wishbone – line up and run three plays in a game, it's a commitment offense. And that's where Tennessee's different, and that's why they can do it, and that's why they can keep doing it because they know where they're going over what they see. And we'll talk about it tomorrow. But they don't see a whole lot of coverages because of what they do. And that's that was what I always believed in back in my day. I could line up in the wishbone and then go to no backs empty as they call it in today's world Mm -hmm. Uh, we called it special back in those days but you didn't see but one or coverage maybe two when you get in those sets because they're not normal sets to people and so Mm -hmm. they say well we'll check this when they line up in that well once i learned what the check was i saw one or two coverages the whole day when if you're in a normal offense you might see 10 coverages right and so it's a simplification for what tennessee does you can't line up in a whole lot of stuff to that stuff that they do but i'm gonna i'll say and we'll get into it further tomorrow tony if you want to but to me tony this is by far tennessee's toughest game it ain't even close in who they've played this is their toughest game so far it's an atmosphere they haven't been in Mm -hmm. this is the best defense they've played and honestly they haven't really played an offense yet they have not they yeah. played Pitt, who was pretty good in the first half and lost their quarterback. And then it mm-hmm. faded in the second mm-hmm. half. Florida played their best offensive game of the year, and it's still not a great offense. Right. LSU is not a great offense. So I think they've got to go outscore this team. But I'm telling you, this is their toughest game so far in the season. And everybody better understand. I'm not saying they're not going to. Beat them and might beat them good, but this is their toughest opponent and atmosphere by far of who they've played so far, in my opinion. You're talking about two defensive ends that are NFL football players. Yeah. I mean, the Ojolari guy is unbelievable. Guy on the other side of him was incredible last week. Um, LSU offensively, my question is do they have enough at the quarterback position to stay? with Tennessee to give themselves a chance in the second half. So I'll tell you this, the game's close in the fourth quarter. Tennessee been in trouble. That LSU team knows how to win. I mean, you just see it. And defensively, they make plays. So it's incumbent upon Tennessee to take a team that's been slow starting all year. That LSU bunch is slow starting. That quarterback, Daniels, plays in spurts. When he gets it going, he's unreal. When he doesn't, 
he's a guy I'd like to face if I ever get in a snowball fight again, because he's going to hit you. You know, you can stand right in front of that guy. He's not going to hit you. <laughs> he's either really on or really off. Um, well, and that's how what, it goes with him. You know, that's how it goes with him. So I'm looking at this game, Coach, and I totally agree with you. I think it's Tennessee's toughest test by far. It's not even close. Um, and LSU, you know, even when a coach takes his foot off the gas there recruiting-wise, they still have great players all over the field, and that's them. Uh, it's it's SEC. It's yep. upper-level SEC football. I don't care yes, what you is. say, athletic-wise. Yep. Yep. And the way the quarterback for LSU is successful is when they finally get behind and they let him go. Just say, go make plays. And that's when he makes plays. He's not a structured guy. Right. They they score ugly. That's why they can't score enough to beat Tennessee. So I'm going to say what I said against Florida. Just do what you do and get your points that you normally mm-hmm. get and they can't beat you. You right. go in there and you, you let them hang around and you mess it up and turn it over two or three times. Mm-hmm. Or you you get in – Tony, they got to start fast. It's it, – they got a major advantage with Lev McClellan. Right. Number one, that it'll be hot, and that's perfect for Tennessee. Number two, the crowd. I've been there a bunch of times, and if you jump on them, it's one of the best crowds in football. It is. The if whole you jump on them first. If you jump it's, on them it's first. one of the top five in foot, college football. But they're also a crowd that if you get them down, they they're not very patient. They don't hang in there with you. They'll they'll kind of disappear. And uh, so Tennessee needs to jump on them quick. Did you see the comment that Coach Kelly made that I'd be all over? I'll bet you Coach is all over it. Did you? He said we're in better condition than everybody we play. Man, that would be on my bulletin board. <laughs> Get we're off. in better condition, and we beat people in third and fourth quarters. We've been behind in all these games, but we're in better condition than everybody we've played. Blackboard, I'm telling you, I'd have it up there, and I would go as fast at the start of that game. I would go as fast as I could, and I'd try to wear them guys down. And that's that's the way I think they win the game is they do wear them down. This is a game I would go. I would go as fast as I can and, and hope it works. You know, the but nuances this is of what the, the Vols do. Yeah. Well, the nuances, uh, Watson, of what the Vols do, which is really interesting, right? So you watch other teams in college football, they make a catch, they're jumping up in the air celebrating. Tennessee's receiver is looking for the guy to spot the ball and hand the ball to him. Watch them. That's what oh, they no. do. That's what how they're taught. And everything's predicated on it's not so much we're going to go so fast that we're going to discombobulate ourselves. We're just going to go so fast that we're going to get over the ball. You're not going to be able to substitute in the warm weather. And, like, the one thing that you've kind of taught me is, and then by the time we get through a quarter, if I can execute on offense, your DBs are over there with their tongues hanging out of their no. their mouths. And, and, and last week, um, LSU had some busts in their secondary, which allowed Auburn to make some big plays, and it was one of their newcomers. And you know Tennessee's going to find that. And you know they're going to exploit that. The other thing is that Josh Heupel, since he got here, has believed in morning practices. And the morning practice is going to allow Tennessee to kind of stay in there. It's sort of what they do. 
it's the time of day when they work. Yeah. Um, you know, they're a rise early team. It's a perfect setup for them. Look, if, if they want to clip a team like this on the road and get out to a 5-0 and start, and then I'll tell you what people here are thinking about. They're thinking about that Alabama. I'm trying to yeah. caution people against it. I'm trying to caution people against it. I don't, but they're I don't thinking think. about that Alabama game. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. I don't blame them. It's been so bad here for so long. They've been so non-competitive and such a non-factor for so long. Who blames them for dreaming a little bit? You know, George, like, who blames Phillies fans, you know, for saying, hey, we're in the postseason. We can get hot. It's true. You can get hot. I mean, Tennessee's 4-0. You win this game, make yourself 5-0. All of a sudden, you can become a part of the conversation. And tell that to your team, why not? Well, he's – bad game last week for Tennessee watching LSU play Auburn because LSU looked – Everybody thought they'd go in and bomb Auburn. And they didn't. Auburn has still got solid players, and those kids played their guts out, Saturday. I agree. The I Auburn agree. kids were ready, and mm-hmm. and LSU found a way to win it, and honestly, lucky to win it. Don't let that fool you. This LSU team is good. The only way LSU beats you is turning the ball over mm-hmm. and and doing crazy things because if you if Tennessee plays their game and LSU plays their game, yeah, they can't keep up. They can't score thirty. And my caution and, is, guys, my caution is against Florida State, they got a turnover, stopped the Florida State drive, went down and scored, turned the game around. No, didn't win the game, but turned the game around. They hang against around. Mississippi State, same thing. Against Auburn, down seventeen, nothing. Scored with their defense. If they don't score with their defense at the end of the half. They don't that win. That LSU bunch, there would have been 30,000 Tennessee fans in that place. I'm going to tell you something. Tennessee's bringing a lot, and I mean a lot of people to this game. I'm happy for this fan base because truly, and, and you know it's cliche to say this, but they really do deserve to enjoy a season like uh, I think they're going to enjoy. I think they have a nice team to balls. Well, t- I, the other thing to me is look at what LSU did to Mississippi State. Yeah. An all-out pass team. LSU can defend mm-hmm. the pass. Mm-hmm. They they made Mississippi State look average, and then look what Mississippi State turned around and did to AM. Just be careful. I'm telling you, this defense is by far the best defense they play. Mm-hmm. Don't let their quarterback beat you. That's the key to me. He's the only one that can win the game for LSU. Don't let him get loose and beat you. But if Tennessee does what they're supposed to do, and I'm telling you, they this is the game they got to go. Spread them out and go fast and wear that LSU defense out. And, man, I'd be talking it all week. Oh, they're in better shape than we are, huh? Okay. <laughs> Let's see if they're in better shape than we are on this old hot 11 o'clock afternoon down in the bayou where it is humid as it can be, man. Yeah. Go well, for it. Know. That's If I'm Coach Apple, that's yeah. exactly the way I'm approaching this. Oh, okay. You're in better shape than we are, huh? Yeah. Think back about Ole Miss last year in Georgia when everybody's laying all over the field. They're wore out. Mm-hmm. That's what Tennessee needs to do, sadly. Try to wear these guys down. Brian Kelly's his own biggest fan, guys. We all know that. <laughs> and no, hey, and nobody's in better condition than his team. Nobody's better coach than his team. Nobody's stronger than his team. I mean, you talk about a guy that's amused with himself. What'll be interesting there is if they lose that game and he gets off to a little bit of a rocky start there, 
He doesn't know yet what he signed up for with that fan base, guys. He does. He has no idea what he signed up for with his personality. Now, I think he's a solid coach, and I think you guys do too. I mean, his resume says that he is, but that place is nuts. Those people take crazy to another level. They'll throw bottles at you. Oh, you damn straight. <laughs> have you been? Have you been to a game there? I have not. Oh, hey. listen. Watson, help him. That's bucket list. Unless you're the sideline announcer, and then there's some things as when I in my twenties that I had to duck. <laughs> oh my God, it was it was they're brutal, wild, aren't they? Oh, they're crazy, but I love them. It's the if you take all of the SEC places at yeah. their top, absolutely at their best. Yeah, none are better than Tiger Stadium. Neyland Stadium's right up there, mm-hmm. but Tiger Stadium is the best. I hear that gig at nights on real guys. Yeah. I hear oh, it's, it's just <laughs> they're, they're they're all all fans in the SEC at most all these stadiums are like it. But it, there's something different about LSU and their fans. I, when we went in there and knocked them off at UAB, Tony, we're leaving. They're rocking the bus. They're rocking our, <laughs> rocking bus, our bus as we're leaving. I mean it's shaking back and forth across. We Tony, go to Penn State, we knock them off. They're clapping for us as we leave. <laughs> Their fans are saying, good job, guys. Yeah, we Not appreciate in Baton it. Not Rouge, LSU. You awesome. don't get out alive in Baton Rouge if you knock those guys off. So it, it's going to be a great day. I look forward. I really look forward to this game. It's going to be a fun game. I've got a better one than Watson. Right. When I was Vandy's announcer, we decided we were going to make them wear their purple jerseys at yeah. home. Think about it. They're one of the few teams that wears white. Mm-hmm. And we made them wear purple. Mm-hmm. So Watson says they rocked his bus after the game. They rocked ours when we got there about two and a half hours beforehand. <laughs> Coming they, in through the, through the grove up through yeah. that way. Wow. Grove. I turned that into an inter-squad scrimmage. It was 35 nothing at the half. And uh, I think – we sort of got the the point that hey, let them wear whatever the hell they want to wear. Speaking so, of which, guys, Tennessee's wearing their what I call Butch Jones grays this week. Oh no! Uh, and they're dreadful. And I don't know why they're doing it because it's just kind of like, and people got on me there like, why are you making a big deal of this? And I'm I'm going because they're wearing their home whites. You have a chance to wear your beautiful orange yes. jersey and create a really festive, beautiful college football game. But you're going to wear gray and not only gray but butch jones gray (laughs) (laughs) hey tony uh, no pressure on this okay what i'm about to say yes but if you do accept my invitation Mm -hmm. to be you know a celebrity bowler Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you in the lane next to your daddy over here. Oh, absolutely. You've got to put us together. Buddy, I'd drive all night to get there to be next to Watson Brown. <laughs> Can you imagine how smart I'd be after an hour next to him, bowling next to him? You get a whole lot smarter because you get to talk to my wife. <laughs> that's, that's how your brain would get better. You stay away from me and you that's spend some time man. with Brenda, you'd be a lot better off. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Tony, tell uh, was that a yes? Might be. Might, Might be. Been. Okay. Might Tell been. people where they can hear you after yeah. the game Saturday. So as soon as this, um, as soon as the show, a game, as soon as the game goes final, 
I'm going to be on the air on something we call Garza Law, fifth quarter fan reaction, which is Tennessee call-in show. And after these big games, it is just something to behold. Um, win, lose, or draw. I mean, it's uh, it's just pure emotion. Uh, hopefully, it's celebratory. I've had people from other fan bases tell me, God, I love listening to you guys when you lose. And I'm sitting there going, you know, I guess there's a place for you, too. But we're, we're at tclub.team, which is where you find it, or under my name on uh, Twitter Live. And I, I just got to tell you, this week, if Tennessee wins that game, that game will be over around, let's see, with these two teams, 7 o'clock Eastern, three and a half hours or so. Wait a second. No, not 7 Eastern. 4 More o'clock like, Eastern. Yeah. We'll probably be on the 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking for a conservative 10-hour program. Okay, keep the pipes loosened. Tony, thank you as always. This is yeah. great stuff. Thank you, guys. You tomorrow, hey, oh, thank you. He is so good. Tony Basilio joining us on the show. When we come back, I'm going to throw something in there to Watson about how difficult a ro- road Tennessee's got over the next five weeks. Yep. Stick around. This is Main Street Media. Oh, hold on. You have something to say over there? Yeah, it's on the screen, George. Well, say it. <laughs> Tennessee Tuesday is brought to you by Wellskin Dermatology and Aesthetics, as well as Direct Radon Mitigation. They provide medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit wellskinmd.com to schedule your appointment or call 615-675-0444 and Direct Radon Mitigation. Have you ever heard of the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee, radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer. The only way to know is to test for it. Visit directradonmitigation.com to schedule a free estimate. Now, after the break, we'll talk about what worries me when it comes to Tennessee football. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At Wellskin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellskinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. Wellskin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. 
Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost, providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. This will be a quick segment. I'm smart enough to know that Tony had a lot of you all with the eyeballs watching. It was great. It really was. But Watson, here is the one thing that scares me. I know what a great, well, you know it too, what a grind SEC football is. This isn't Boise State where one week they play San Diego State and the next week they get to go to Hawaii and then they have open date. Look at what Tennessee faces in the next five weeks. Let's look at these four games. LSU at Tiger Stadium, enough said. Alabama, Neyland Stadium, enough said. All of a sudden, what used to be a cupcake, what used to be Freebie City, is now Kentucky, and they're pretty daggum good. And then if that isn't enough, then go down to Georgia between the hedges at Sanford Stadium Watson, I don't believe there's a team in the country that could go through that group undefeated. It's going to be hard, George. And the, I think the nemesis of this team hasn't come out yet, and that's depth. I still don't think they're near. They've got at least another class to put in this group before they're going to get deep enough. And that's where I think it may show is they start having some injuries when you start lining up and what they're fixing to play here. And then all of a sudden you're not playing with the same guy on defense at tackle. You're not playing with the same guy at corner. You're, you're down a running back. You're down an offensive tackle. Uh, that's what happens. I always said when I coached in the SEC, it's not playing Alabama. It's playing Alabama, Georgia, then Ole Miss, then Florida. That's what is tough about the SEC. It's not that Alabama game. It's the next one, then the next one, then the next one. And 
and it just wears on you. It absolutely wears on you. Injury and your your mindset, George. It's hard to keep going, man. You you line up against Alabama. Then there's Georgia looking at you. Then you take a deep breath the next week. Then it's Florida looking at you. And that that's what I always thought about SEC football. I didn't feel that in any other conference I was ever in other than in the SEC. Go back on this, Billy. You got Saturday at LSU, then a week from now, home against Alabama. Now, this is where the open date will be. Man, if any team would deserve an open date, it'd be Tennessee. And they get that before they play Kentucky and Knoxville on the 29th. Watson, that is, to me, the over the only silver lining in that group of four is that right there, that open date. Yeah, they're, they're having two right in the middle of SEC schedule, and uh, that that does help. But still, it's still a grind. It's still a grind, and I just worry about Tennessee as I would worry about Vanderbilt. Uh, Delph, you've got to play more players as the season goes on, and when you go through that stretch – that's that's the best teams in the league right there. Ooh. That's the best. You yeah. got Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, and LSU right now is is up there. So you're you're playing the best in the league all back to back to back. Tough. That's what's what going to be all, all this national title stuff, and you know, can they compete with whoever? That's my biggest fear for them is Tennessee's next four games is that gauntlet they've got to go through. And that is hard. It, it's, it's, it is it is brutal. And and they go to Georgia right after Kentucky, right? Yep. And Kentucky is a very physical game. Kentucky makes you play a physical game. And then you go to Georgia, which makes you play a very physical game. So I think that's the stretch. If, if they've got the LSU, Alabama, this stretch, then the open date, so it's not too bad for Kentucky. But then Kentucky and Georgia in that stretch, that's that's just tough that's now. And, and I don't know if anybody has any worse than Tennessee. I don't know if anybody in the SEC, if you lined up the four games, throw out the open dates, but if you lined up the five games, counting Florida, Florida, LSU, Alabama, Kentucky, Georgia. Has anybody in the conference got any worse stretch than that? And look at the date on the Kentucky game, November 5th. That's, you know, that's after you have to play Bama. No, Kentucky is October 29th. Oh, 29th. Georgia okay. is November Georgia's 5th. Georgia's the 5th, but you got to play Kentucky after Bama, right after Bama. Yeah, yeah but an open, open date, day. right? There yeah. is an open date. Yeah. In there, which is big for, for the Kentucky game. That is huge. If you're a college football fan, I want you to stick around during this five o'clock hour. We're going to Lawrence, Kansas, and find out how in the world Kansas has gotten to this point. And then I am going to lay a graphic on you that I have stolen. I'll tell you where I stole it, and it'll blow your mind. Uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna put a little quiz on Watson and see just how much he knows in the world of college football. That won't take long. He doesn't, he doesn't miss a beat. Stat of the yeah. day is coming up next. This is Main Street Media Television. 
Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 subspecialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year? I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Hey everyone, I'm John English, this is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for Stat of the Day, brought to you by John English Vintage Sports and Cards, as well as Eric Berner with Rock Castle Wealth Advisors. You can find John English in Shelbyville. They are open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 o'clock and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. Visit them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rock Castle Wealth Advisors. Call Eric at 615-490-7052. Or visit them online at rockcastlewealth.com for more information. And that leads us into today's stat of the day. George and Watson, which NFL quarterback is leading the league in completion percentage? And this answer will shock you. Really? Yeah. So so don't go. Wow. Okay. So that eliminates Watson. And you stay out of this, Billy. Watson, that eliminates what I was thinking, which was Patrick Mahomes, who was on fire Sunday night in Tampa. So leading the league in completion percentage would shock us. 
You know, Watson, here's one that's nuts. But all Mitchell Trubisky did for three weeks was check down. Yeah. I don't know if that's it. But you know what? I'm going to throw one out there and get your reaction. Geno Smith, who has been on fire in Seattle, played the Lions this week, has played um, – they opened against Denver, and I don't remember how good he was or wasn't against Denver. You think that might be it? Yeah. I, what The one I was going to say is Stafford because they were talking in the game last night about how high his completion percentage had been early in the year. But that um, one wouldn't shock you. But that's if he said it wouldn't shock us, then that's not it. So it's got to be one. And they've I, I did listen to NFL Live uh, yesterday talking about how well Geno Smith's stats were. Uh, I'm not sure I remember completion percentage, but they were talking about how well, how good his stats were. And they were much better than – uh, Wilson's were this time a year ago. They were comparing the two. So you might have it, George. That we'll might be it. Gino. Let's see what it is. Gino is the final answer? Yep. All right. Yeah. How Good about job. that? Oh, yeah. Good job, George. That was pretty much you there. Because I had gas. to think back after you brought it up. Yeah. Okay. We're now going to get to one of the great stories of the last month. But, Billy, I know you have some things to say first. Yes, I do. We are into the 5 o'clock hour, brought to you by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement, MTBJ has the staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Visit mtbj.net for more information. Before we bring David Lawrence, who is the University of Kansas's color analyst on their radio broadcast, just take a look during the interview at some of the stats we're going to put up there about Kansas. It is mind-boggling. It's also very cool that they have gone through, well, that part isn't cool, 674 weeks of not being in the top 25. They now are there. Look at that snapped a streak of basically BGA math tells me that's about 12 and a half years. And the last time they were up there, Nashvilleian Bill Whittemore was Kansas's quarterback. Yeah. David, I know you remember that. I really appreciate you doing this. Hey, it's great to be on in Tennessee. And, and Bill Whittemore is one of our all-time greats. I, I love his family. I mean, we just – Tremendous family. Uh, Bill was a great quarterback and a uh, great leader for our team. And, you know, it, it's too bad that it's been that many years. I, I remember these years painfully, uh, but it makes this year extra special because uh, this is the one we've been waiting for. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And we're excited in Lawrence, Kansas for football. David, we're all believing, okay, this guy, Lance Leopold, man, he must be doing something that has got them cranking. But when did you first see something that made you say, wait a minute, this is pretty good. This is different. 
yeah, I'm losing your audio a little bit, but just just a little bit about our team. Uh, Lance Leipold arrived, you know, from Buffalo. He had been in Wisconsin Whitewater. Just a, a culture of winning championships at Whitewater and then in Buffalo, building a championship team there as well. And he brought all the pieces necessary to uh, to make Kansas his place. And, you know, he, he didn't have to go out and accumulate coaches all around and, you know, get things together and, and take their time in building a winning program. He had them right there with him and immediately got busy in the portal. And then this summer we, we had something significant happen to our team. And for the past 12 years, you know, we've had four different coaches. And each time a coach leaves, you know, through attrition, we, we lose scholarship athletes. And the, the NCAA rule was you could only bring in 25 at a time. You could have 85, but you could only get there with 25 each season. We would never get past 60, 65. So we were literally playing 60 on 80. The field wasn't balanced. That changed this summer. So through the portal, through the rule change, and, of course, Lance Leipold, his culture, and Travis Golf, our athletics director, to give him all the resources necessary. I mean, football has arrived here. And, yes, 5-0, and a very significant beginning. Uh, we've had a challenging schedule as well. So we are ecstatic. Of course, college game day arriving this Saturday is going to be really exciting for folks around Lawrence. Sounds, it sounds like the fan base has just gone nuts about this. What is this? This will be the third straight sellout Saturday? Yes. And, uh, you know, we haven't been known for, you know, having the, the, the fans there, uh, e even for the few years where we had a couple of wins. So uh, they, they know this is a different thing. And they sense this. And they, they're showing up in droves. Third straight sellout coming up this Saturday. Uh, it, it means the world to this program uh, that, that we can sell out football. And this is year two. In fact, Lance didn't even have spring ball last year. So uh, it's not really two full years yet. Uh, he's been able to build this without a spring. So he's had one spring ball and a fall. And, man, we saw the improvement last year. You know, we started out because we didn't have spring. And we struggled. And we were... You know, we were getting the doors beat down. But uh, by the end of the year, we, we beat Texas and Austin. Uh, we, we almost had two other Big 12 wins. So not a shock that this season that we were going to start out strong. But, uh, I mean, I'm the eternal optimist, and I've been around this program for 40-plus years. But uh, I can't say that I really expected to be 5-0 and at this juncture. But uh, a lot of things has happened good for us. David, how do you keep him? Because with each passing win, his name just gets linked to all of these openings. Yeah, and, and he's been at Nebraska and he's been at Wisconsin, so that's naturally going to be here. But but I and that's a great question and one that I can tell you that the fans around here, as excited as they are about Kansas football and and game day and six and zero and the bowl, uh, they're, they're concerned. But I'll tell you this, if we can come this far in essentially a year and a half, who's to say we can't win a championship at Kansas? 
you know, who's to say that, that we can't beat? Who is it? Oklahoma, the favorite? You know, they, they're 0-2 this season. And, yes, there's a lot of good teams in the Big 12. And I'm not making bold predictions on what's going to happen the rest of the year. But if Coach Leipel can do this in a year and a half, why can't he win a championship in Lawrence as well as you can in Wisconsin and Nebraska? Uh, so, I, And I think he's well, we sound like we're having uh, – I tell you what, I, everyone. I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this off or not. It sounded like David just sort of died. <clears throat> Excuse me. It sounds like I did. Uh, sounds like his feed really died on us there, Watson. And and I hate that. Hopefully, we can get him back up here in a second. What what have you seen? that that is the key to all this uh first quarterback that's who i was going to bring up to him because they've had fantastic quarterback play you don't you don't make a jump like this without a guy running running the ship and and uh i think it's what i was going to ask him i think he's a, a a freshman that came into the program has been there and is a maybe a redshirt freshman i don't know Let's try him again. David, I think we've got you back. Say hello to Watson Brown. Watson, say hello to David Lawrence. David, how are you? Thanks for coming on. It's great to be on with you. I'm sorry we're having connection problems. I'm trying a new spot. David, to me, the the difference that I've seen is quarterback. Your quarterback play has been fantastic. He has made play after play, and he seems to be a kid, and, and he's within your program. I think he's been there, right? I mean, he was a signee as a freshman. Am I wrong about that? He's not a transfer. He's been there. But he seems to be making plays when he needs to make them to me. He makes critical plays during ball games, And it looks like as the season's gone on, David, they've really clinged to it. I think the the belief in him is uh, the team has really jumped behind him. Yes, and you're you're absolutely accurate. Uh, a good friend of mine who's now down in Florida, but I believe he spent a lot of time in Tennessee. Brent Deerman is our offensive coordinator. He went out to California and found this kid, and uh, you know, evidently they decide who the top quarterbacks are in California you know, way back in, in eighth and ninth grade. And Jalen Daniels, I don't know if he was top 50 out of the state of California. Dearman brings him to Kansas. We immediately saw that his arm strength, he was a great kid and very athletic and he could run. And he got thrown to the wolves when he was just a freshman at 17. And, uh, you know, we didn't have the offensive line or receiver group that could block for him. And he really got beat up. Maybe got a little gun shy, but this season he has really come on strong and he is a strength of this team and he's taking care of the ball so well, but uh, he's playing as well as any quarterback in America, but you know how it is in college football. There's so many important things, but it, having the right kind of quarterback that can take care of the ball and doing a good job with ball security goes a long ways. Yeah. David, how good you see them. Uh, you saw them last year. You've seen them many years before. Uh, I can remember bringing the UAB team there as coach 
and we, I bet there wasn't 10,000 people in the stands back in the early 2000s. And so you've seen this thing all the way through. And how good are they? Uh, Can, do you feel Iowa like State, they're, do you feel like they're good enough? Here this past week, uh, as good a defense as what we'll see in our conference, they really shut down our offense and held us to 14 points. And our quarterback, Jalen Daniels, had just average numbers. But – yeah. I mean, the sign of a good program is our defense stepped up. And they had held Iowa State to just 11 points, played their best game by far of the season. And we found a way to win without scoring a lot of points. And I think that was so valuable to this team moving forward as we get set for an undefeated TCU team here on Saturday. George, my last thing, David, to you. Or have they thrown a contract? Is Coach Lapo being paid like these guys at the Wisconsin's and all of that now? Have they put a contract back in front of him? I'm sure they're thinking about it if they hadn't already. I'd like to think Kansas is going to try to beat the posse because there's no doubt in my mind he's going to have people come after him. Yes. And, you know, we gave him an extension of his contract uh, – before the season began. And I, I believe that they are busy working on something because we know that, you know, everybody's going to want something. Uh, and and that, that's a sign of a good pro a program, right? Because you've yeah. got something that other people want. But uh, I, as I said earlier, and I don't know if we got cut off, but how can Leipold feel like he can't win at Kansas? And I know we can pay him, but it what he's done in a year and a half at Kansas, why can't he win a championship in the Big 12? Because I think he's going to be uh, allowed to have the resources that a Nebraska or Wisconsin team can have moving forward. And uh, I, I think this can happen here. You know, we're going to our third straight sellout. We're just a year and a half into this program. And look what's happening right now. I mean, we're at the top of the conference. We don't know where we're going to end up. But right now, we're in a pretty good place. And uh, who's to say we can't go on in this schedule and go up against the Oklahomas and the Baylors of the world? And, and again, we're just in the infancy of this program. I absolutely love what's going on. David, on really short notice today, thank you for taking the time to come on with us. Good luck to you guys. As I said earlier, as a former Vandy announcer, nobody appreciates the rise you all are having more than I do. Keep it going. I think we had a delay there. Yeah, a little bit it of a delay. It hard. David, thank you. Watson, we're going to put a little quiz on you after the break, and I want to kind of tell everybody who's watching this, I want you to stick around. I'm going to throw the quiz out there. We're not going to show the graphic for a while we're going to let watson pick a few see where he goes with it and you all play along at home it is a hell of a graphic a hell of a stat that'll have you going wow this is really good so stick around this is main street media television
Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Barner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Let me start this segment by saying I'm a thief. I stole this. It's an unbelievable graphic that will bring on, I think, a lot of conversation. Those of you who are watching this, I want you to play this game with me at home. We're not going to show the graphic for a while. I'm not trying to make Watson look bad. 
but it is a really interesting graphic. So Kansas has snapped a streak of 674 consecutive weeks unranked with this 5-0 and start. Now, the 10 schools in America on the Power 5 level, we're going just Power 5 level. Okay, that helps me right there. Yeah, yeah. okay. Who have not been in the top 25 I know I'm not saying this right. What's the longest droughts? The 10 longest droughts in Power 5 football of being in the top 25. And I'll tell you this up front. You'll be surprised. There's not some school that's 40 trillion years ago. It's mostly within the last decade, which told me something I hadn't thought of. Okay, Watson, throw out. Any of the ten? Well, you got to start. Let, I I would start with the power fives of the bottom teams in each power five, and you go to the Pac-12 first. I don't think there's one there. I, I think Oregon State has been there, Washington State has been there, and and Mike Leach took them there. Um, uh, Mike Riley took Oregon State there. Um, stop there, huh? Oregon state's there. They are. They're the third. How far back does this go? Um, theirs goes to August of 2013. The longest one, the school with the longest drought is 2011. Which is 11 years ago. Yeah. Vanderbilt would not be in that. Uh, the last time was Franklin. And how many years back was that? Vanderbilt is in the list. Vanderbilt is there. They're number four. The last time they were in the top 25, January 7th, 2014. Okay. So you've got two of the 10. Okay. Keep going. South Carolina in it? That is a heck of a guess. And it is correct. Okay. Oh, listen to Billy over there. Watson, Watson's hot. I know he is. South Carolina has not been in the top 25 since September the 4th of 2018. Keep and going. The last time Missouri was would have been Gary Pinkle, right? Missouri is not on this list. I, Pinkle was the last one. So is there any other SEC school or can I head to another conference? Head to another conference. Okay, that's what I figured. Have, uh, okay, is there anybody else in the Pac-12 other than we we talked about Oregon State? Colorado would have to be there, wouldn't they? Uh, there is one more. It's not Colorado? It isn't because I think Mike McIntyre had that one year. The Buffaloes yeah. to the, to the he had the one Pac-12 year, you're right. Yeah. yeah, he was coach of the year that year, so that's right. He got him to the title game, but there is one other Pac-12. It's not Washington State. I don't think it's Washington. No, it's not Oregon. Uh, UCLA is now, aren't they? Are they in it now? Watson, bear down. Arizona. Bingo. Arizona. So about- our, our boy Rodriguez did not get them there, huh? October 29th of 2017 was the last time. You think of that old desert swarm defense yeah. ahead. I took Those a, days I took are a team out there. Yep. Yep. Okay, so you have named Oregon State, 
Vandy, Arizona, and South Carolina. Who right. else? Big 12. Uh, the Big 12, we just not Kansas would have been number one, I would say. Yes. They'd probably been the longest of that time. Is there a Big 12 left? I don't think there is, is there? Yes. Is it there, Texas there, Tech? Texas Bingo. Tech, number eight, September twenty yep. third. Well, yeah, and that, okay, Texas Tech is that it in the Big Twelve? Okay, who we got left here? ACC. Who? I think Duke was in it under David at one point, weren't they? They were, but they yep. are ninth. They September are in it. Twenty third of two thousand eighteen. So it, David was uh, in his latter years, he didn't get there. So we're down to four years now since, right? Mm-hmm. Which tells me that there are a lot of schools getting into that 18 to 25 range. Yes. Seldom do they get past that. Yeah. That's I agree what thing is going to show. Uh, Syracuse would have been, but I think they just got into the top 25. Syracuse. Just reached it. Yeah, would have been a really good guess. Yeah. Is there another one? Yes. Two. Florida State was in the top 25, weren't they? Yep. Aren't they? So it's not them. It's not Virginia. I'll bet it's Virginia Tech. I'll bet you're wrong. It's a Tech, but it ain't Virginia. Oh, I hadn't gotten there yet. Georgia Tech, uh, yes. Yeah. I was working Georgia my way Tech down the ladder. Is right below Vandy. And, you know, I'm I'm going to prehistoric times, but when I did their games, they were loaded. Calvin yeah. Johnson, a ton of SEC-level <clears throat> players on defense. To watch them fall apart has been shocking to me. Yeah. No. And how they won Saturday, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I just didn't, didn't show up. Many players, is that it in the ACC? Uh, no. There's another one. Mm-hmm. It's not in Florida, is it? Nope. A little north of there. A little north of Florida. A little north of Florida. It's not Pitt. Boston College. Bingo. They're number ten. They have not been in it since November of 2018. Are you tired of playing this? No, I've got one conference left, and that's the Big Ten. Yes, Northwestern has been there, have they yes, not? They have. How many are How many are left in the How many in the Big Ten? Numbers one and two are Big Ten. Okay, just a minute. It's not Penn State. They've been there. It's not. It's not Wisconsin. They've been to the Rose Bowl. Indiana. Indiana is not there. Not there. Not there. Oh, they had that one year where they went to the bowl. Yep. Played Tennessee Uh, in the Gator Bowl. Is Purdue in it? Purdue is not in it. Rutgers? Rutgers is number two. The last time they got in was November 18th of 2012. And so, who am I missing? There's a top one? Out of the Big Ten. 
out of the Big Ten. Gosh, it's not in Ohio. It's not in Michigan. It's not Michigan State. They were there last year. Uh, Iowa. Iowa's been there. What other state am I missing? Illinois. Bingo. Illinois. They have today the longest drought of the Power Fives, October 16th of 2011. Let's put this thing up on the screen. Okay. So there are the 10. And Watson, the thing that really surprised me, if you, first of all, if you take James Franklin out, his era... Yeah. Vandy would be number number one on that list by 30 years. I know. Yeah. And that's a little scary. But if you really look, it to me, it's that whole 18 to 25. Everybody is having their moment in the sun to get into 18th in the country all the way to 25th. But they don't stay there. The blue bloods stay. The rest do not. Look at these jobs. People don't stay at these jobs very long. You Which is, that? Would you say South Carolina is the best of those jobs? Yeah, and I'm not saying that's – I mean, Spurrier and Holtz kind of are the only ones that really um, – yeah, but that's – South Carolina is a hard job in the SEC, George. I've always said – don't take a job, which I've taken every one of mine. Don't take a job that's in the bottom half of your conference because it's hard. It's proven in history that it's hard to win there. And look at these. Every one of these are in the bottom of their conferences. So, okay, when it happens that this guy at Kansas all of a sudden has this resurgence, Immediately, the the first thing the general public says with that, well, you must be cheating. Got to be cheating because there's no. too much history. So what is it? What is this guy doing that's getting them there? Well, it, I learned a bunch today when David said they got extra scholarships this summer, more than the 25. I said, bingo, that don't happen very often. And uh, that, that happened – at, at UAB, when they brought football back, they got extra scholarships, George. And, and they got more than 25 every year to catch back up again. And if Kansas got that opportunity, it works. You get to bring – if you bring in the right kind of kids and you're getting extra scholarships on everybody else, my question would be uh, to La Coach Lipo is going to be – his thought process It's going to be – can I win like I could win at Wisconsin here? Can I do that? Hasn't happened very often. And that's the decision he's going to have to make. He leaves if he don't think he can. Uh, but think about this now. Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. That right. conference isn't going to be. That's the two top dogs for a long, long time. So that might keep him around knowing those two boys are headed out the door. Okay. Let me ask you this. He picks up the phone and he calls you and he says, you're the cat daddy of smarts. Yeah, boy. I picked a lot of good ones. <laughs> You've been to a lot of these places. That's why he's calling you. 
He'd call me to say, what do I not need to do? Okay. That's what he'd ask me. So what would you tell him? I'd tell him, if you can win there and you're financially set the way you feel, your contract's good, and you think you can win, don't go. Grass ain't always greener. Don't go. But if you you don't think you can win there, got to get out. You're not going to overcome something that you feel is going to be really hard to do. And um, the only place that I left that I really thought I could win there was Cincinnati. And we just weren't happy. It, it, we, it, you know, family-wise, it wasn't it, – we needed to get back sure. south. And But that's the only job I've taken where I truly thought I could win there in time because we were going to build a facility and just like they did. And um, – but the other jobs I've had not. So that's what I think he's going to have to look at, George. Can he truly win there? Because if he don't, he goes from top dog to the bottom of the barrel. And I'm telling you, your windows are about that big. They're about that big as a foot as a coach, college, any coach, baseball, football, basketball, I don't care. You better hit the window right and you better make decision when your window is there because you make the wrong one you're headed in the other direction. Yeah, you end up at Northern Illinois. Yep. So, Watson, do you believe in your heart that he could have a three- to five-year run at Kansas that is really good with two or three bowl games? I'm not talking about winning 11, but winning in that seven range. Do you think that is doable at Kansas? I, I can't go there. I just I don't know enough about what they've done. Uh, but you look at past history, no. You look at past history, no. But programs can change when they truly make a commitment. We've been around a lot of them, George, that say they're going to make a commitment, but don't make the commitment. Is Kansas making the commitment or not? I don't know that. But looking at history, Kansas has been bottom half of that of that conference for a long, long time. So he's got to look at that, in my opinion. So he has to go in when he ultimately meets with the chancellor and or the AD with a list like this that says, okay, here are the things I need. If you say yes, I'm staying. And if you don't, I'm out of here. Is it that simple? That's about what I think he will be doing if he's not already done it. Uh, because he's already been contacted through his agent. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh, sure. I didn't realize he had coached at Nebraska and at Wisconsin. Jeez. Both of those are already calling. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. They have him on speed dial the, for the if, agent. If you've been at that program before, that jumps you up the ladder. And especially if you were there when they were in their good times. Um, he, he – He's already having to talk to the Kansas people, I would say. Let's check in with Brian Stewart, who joins us for his daily visit. I like that hat in the background. That's a good-looking hat. What team is that? Uh, Brian, Brian, I think you uh, muted your mic. Hmm. Hey, hey, Brian, I think your mic is muted. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. There you my are. Bad. Go. Um, 
See, there you go. I made my rookie mistake. It's, uh, you know, there you go. Beginning it, of the week. It was on our end last time, but we couldn't do anything about that one. Yeah, that, that was my fault right there. <laughs> I'm going to take blame on it. But, George, yeah, what about our uh, what about our Braves this past uh, weekend? It Give was us awesome. Sweep and, uh, but just, we cannot let this slip away. No. No, it's uh, – I, I was talking today in the office here about – you know, you 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 have everything on the line and beat one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball, with their pitching and their lineup, and then to lose to the Marlins last night, you get shut out. Just uh, it's unbelievable. But hey, uh, you know, at the beginning of the weekend on Friday, we were sitting there saying, you know, we hope that they just get one or two out of this series. So the fact that they swept them, that was a great job, George, for sure. Bingo. Now, tell me what's going on at your place besides the logo. Well, besides that beautiful logo, uh, want to let you know we are, believe it or not, man, it's uh, with these rates that, uh, you know, kind of bouncing all over the place and, you know, people are kind of uncertain. One of the things that I have heard, and this is something that I just wanted to, to try to make clear to these these wonderful listeners that we have here, renting is is – an option as far as anything in real estate, but renting is not always the best option. Um, anytime that you own a home and you can draw equity on it, um, whether the interest rate is at five or whether the interest rates at six and a half, the fact that you own that home, you are making an investment in that home. Uh, you're making an investment in your future and renting from somebody is to me a temporary uh, way of finding that new home for you and everything. I, I don't want to see people turn renting into a long-term thing because I want to see them make money for themselves and their family and have an investment by going out and buying that home. Now, we all know that the interest rates are a little higher than what they were the past couple of years, but they're also not at the rates that we had in the 80s and early 90s or the 70s. So, you know, the rates will level back out. Um, this is what we need for this market to kind of bring some balance back to it, to get the buyers uh, some good options on these homes, to get them some incentive. Uh, just like on a home that I, I put under contract this past weekend, uh, we did closing costs. We did, uh, you know, doing some repairs, things like that. Buyers are finding good deals out there, uh, but you got to get yourself out there, find you a great agent. And get on there and say, hey, get out there and say, hey, I want to take an opportunity to invest in my future by buying that home. So, George, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to keep people motivated and keep them interested in, in buying that home and not just settling for a rental. Because I hate to see people waste money. And I know we all are definitely finding ways to make money. So let's not just throw money away. Amen. Good message. Appreciate it. No worries, George. I, hey, tonight we're taking care of business. Down with the fish. We're we're, we're taking care of it tonight. NLE's champions tonight. Right. Jake Odorizzi. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <Great>. thank you, Billy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you for that positive note. See you, Brian. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great night. We'll go to the break, and then it's Plaster's bet of the day. Go 49ers. Man, they made me look good. This is Main Street Media Television.
Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 subspecialized physicians. Our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. The high school football season is here, and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media. Here's Zach Womble with details. That's the name of the game here at Main Street Media and Main Street Preps. Is you know we've been doing this for a long time now, and I think you hit on it. We've got an army of reporters across all of Middle Tennessee. I think there's about 130 schools in the Middle Tennessee area, and we cover we try to cover all of them. We cover about 11, 12 counties at this point. And uh, yeah, those those Friday night shows, it's you know we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show that off. We're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with with reporters across several mid state games on the weekly basis. So you know whether you're in Williamson County, whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between, we're gonna have you covered from six to eleven. Friday Night Live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office where fans don't let fans drive drunk. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
It is about that time. It's time for Plaster's Bet of the Day. Powered by Bart Durham Injury Law, they have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. You can learn more about the folks over at Bart Durham Injury Law by logging onto their website at bartdurham.com. George, let's take a look at some of your results from last night. You had a two-team, not a two-team teaser, but I just like saying that. The Niners got it done for you, but the Braves lost to the Marlins. My goodness. Listen, I should have stayed with the one because I felt really strong about it. Watson, it's not often that I have a really strong opinion and, and I have in my mind the reasoning why and it turns out exactly the way I think it's going to. I said it last night. San Fran is going to bully the Rams, and that's exactly what they did. They just beat the hell out of them. Yes. I, Jimmy's playing very good. They're using him right. Um, uh, and their defense, George, they're they're really quick. They're fast on defense. and They're going to be tough to beat. That is a very tough division, probably the toughest division in NFL, but I'm telling you now, I, I see him as the front runner right now. I do too. And I think the, the big issue when you play the 49ers is not just the punishment they inflict on you, but what it does to you a week later, oh. because you've got a whole club in the tub to quote my old buddy, Frank Wycheck, the San Fran just physically punishes. No. And that's what the Rams did to people last year. So they punished a team that likes to punish you. These, the philosophy of both these teams are the same. And, and, but it wasn't close. I, you watch that game and you say they play 10 times, 49ers going to beat them eight. So tonight is back to baseball. I'm going with a tried and true, even though I don't know how much the Dodgers care right now, but uh, Julio Urias in my mind, has been a great pitcher for them. Young left-hander, he's about 22 years old, and I think he will shut down Colorado tonight. I will tell you now that tomorrow I will have a pick on the SMU Central Florida game. It's a Wednesday night game that basically got moved because of the hurricane. And so, Watson, I'm going back to football. I seem to be doing better in football. I'm about baseballed out. <laughs> uh, you don't want to mess much with the playoffs. That's a little different world, but I'm not sure you, that won't be a good one tomorrow night. So you're picking it tomorrow, right? You're not going to pick picking it tomorrow. Picking it tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Strong opinion, not like San Fran. I, it's been a while since I've been that sure of a game. I just thought San Fran would bully the crap out of the Rams and just beat up their offensive line, and that's exactly what they did. And they did. And Jimmy is play- Jimmy looks healthy. He looked quicker. He, he looked good. He, he, that's the best I've seen him look in probably three years. So yeah. I, I'm telling you, look out for this team. I'm talking about the whole NFL. Is this much? They're fast. I mean, they're really fast, George. They can rush the passer. They're they're linebacker secondary guys. Everybody can run. 
And Debo Samuel might be the best player in the NFL. He is. That kid might be the – for sure I'd say that – would you not say he's the best offensive player throughout quarterbacks? Yep. Best offensive player in the NFL. I'm with you. Right there at the top. Watson, tomorrow on the show, Vanderbilt football coach Clark Lee at 420. Then we're going down to Baton Rouge at 5 o'clock. If you're a Tennessee fan, you're going to want to hear Matt Moscona, who really is wired into the LSU program, and we'll ask him the question, is their offense good enough to keep up with Tennessee's? Because that's why Tennessee is favored in this game. So tomorrow, want you to be here. Watson, you try to behave until then. George, I'm going to see if I can get a coat that looks just like the one you got. Brenda's well, you're going to have to shell out some bucks. Brenda's going to take me shopping, and we're going to see if we can come up with one. Yeah. That's a nice-looking coat you got. You do that. Yeah, sure. Billy? I'm going to do the same. I'm going to see what I've got. No, I think, well, I think you just need to get a sport coat. Oh, I've got one. <laughs> Watson and I are going to come in the sport coats tomorrow. Is it a hand-me-down? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Half, half the stuff I, I have are hand-me-downs, George. That. Oh, my God. I used to get on Willie so much about that. Whatever. Uh, no. No. <laughs> we're not having that attitude from you. <laughs> I don't know where we're ending this, but Watson, I think – you know what I think? Demerits for Billy. Oh, give him some. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, give him some. 8.30 in the morning. You be here. This is Main Street <laughs> Media Television. <laughs>